What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 106 of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my faithful co-host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? Have we been faithful? I feel like we've let the people down. Hey, uh, but we made up. We made it up to them with unboxings. <laughs> yeah, for anybody who uh, is, is catching just the audio version of this or or just popped in in the last minute, we I started getting into a little bit of card collecting thanks to uh, my brother, who I realize isn't a card collector. He's just a degenerate gambler. And so he's been going hard on Pokemon cards, and now he's also been doing My Hero Academia cards. And uh, he calls me like, every other day and sends me texts of like this is what i opened up or this is what i went and bought and picked up and stuff like that and so uh it's cool though man it's fun it it, scra it definitely scratches that ga gambling itch without me spending you know hundreds and hundreds of dollars Listen, and, there, uh, there, there is something about uh collectible card games like when you were young like i would ask my parents like hey can we go like outer limits was our store uh mm -hmm. and go buy a pokemon booster pack uh, I don't know if your local shop did this, but like as the popularity increased, like a booster pack became like twelve bucks <laughs> because you uh -huh. couldn't find them anywhere. Yeah, um, that that era sucked. But like you know, your parents would be like, no, and then you'd like find out later on people were buying boxes because they had money. But now we have the money, and yeah. we can we can just like enjoy ourselves and then realize after we unbox all of them how empty life really feels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, more yeah. or less more or less we're, we're all just it feels like we're just constantly chasing that high right yeah. whether whether it's uh cards or board games or collectibles or video games uh yeah. but whatever it's a nice relief and like i said it's one of those things where like i could be gambling you know i could be betting on sports it's so easy now these days to to bet on sports because of all the apps like uh FanDuel and and what's the other one? Is it right? Uh, Draft DraftKings. Yeah, there you go. And uh, you know, first those it was all just like fantasy, but now all the a lot of the states have opened up sports book through online apps and stuff like that. And so it's so incredibly easy to be doing that. But instead, I you know take a couple of minutes, open up a pack online on stream, and that that satisfi satisfies that urge, man. It's just it's fun. It's fun. Um, but yes, so that's what we were doing beforehand. Well, I'll, it's been what two weeks? Has, has this, it been two weeks? Three yeah, weeks? I I had to go to Chicago, which I kind of forgot because I was still working while I was in Chicago. Uh, we were visiting my sister, uh, and then the week before that, we were going to do a podcast, and I was like, "Hey, Rob, there's no news. You know what would be better?" If we play Destiny 2 instead. Yeah, so let's go ahead and get right into it. After what feels like uh, a, a decade of me giving Destiny 2 uh, crap because it got so convoluted and so unfriendly to like hop back in, uh, I hopped back in. <laughs> and honestly, my mistake was mentioning to you that I would be down to give it another shot around the time of my birthday because you use that as an excuse to oh and, i hooked you rated right and 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 there was you know a sale going on but use that as an excuse to go ahead and get me all of the uh current miscontact miscontent right yeah. like the stuff that hasn't been sunsetted yeah so legacy collection which came with shadow keep beyond light 
uh, Witch Queen expansion and the digital deluxe, uh, basically the digital deluxe edition of Witch Queen, which comes with the latest expansion, which is Witch Queen, and it all a season pass for each of its seasons. Uh, and that the season content is no longer sunsetted uh, after it's done, so there's no more FOMO uh, around that stuff. So like you can go in and uh, play all that. And then there's also the 30th anniversary pack, which is um, just like a celebration, which comes with a dungeon, brings back Galahorn, and there's a, a fun uh, group activity you can do with Zer and the Star Horse. Um, so, yeah, started playing Destiny again. Uh, part of the stipulation was that Bilal was going to actually sit there and hold my hand and guide me through it so that I get my feet under me and get my bearings once again. And... I'll tell you, man, it's good. It's hitting exactly the spot I needed it to hit right now. You know, that, that itch I had for like a cooperative, high budget, like well-made shooter that feels good to play. I mean, the story is still absolutely insane and ridiculous, but... Um, I want you to get to Witch Queen. It's It's been fun. So I let's, let's, just, let's start there. Yeah. I basically blitz through... Shadow Keep. I think yeah. I, I beat the camp. And it's not, I mean, these expansions, you, you the campaign's yeah. not that long. But I finished it in a couple days. And then I uh, took a little bit of time off, then started playing Beyond Light. I am not far in that. I am um, maybe an hour and a half, two hours into it, because I'm trying to play it uh, with my friends who haven't played it before. So we can kind of keep pace. But I have been going in and doing things like Gambit, which is awesome. I think Gambit is like my favorite multiplayer mode in, in this, uh, well, outside of the raids and, and dungeons. But like as far as PvE is concerned, this being like PvEVP and having a different type of strategy to it, it it's been a blast, man. I think I, I love Gambit. Like I go in and I want to play, if we're not doing the, the campaign, if we're not doing co-op stuff, like I, if we're going to do PvP stuff, I want to do Gambit. You know, yeah, and so it's nice because now I get excited when we have four people on, because it becomes an excuse to go ahead and play it. Yeah, no, I remember we uh, did a couple of matches and I was explaining it to you guys, and you're like, "Wait, no, I get this." And then like we were a little bit frustrated because we weren't winning. Like I think like the first three or four, and then when we finally won one by the skin of our teeth, it felt so great. <laughs> like I think you were going in, invading, killing the uh, the enemies, and just like keeping us in there uh, as we whittled down uh, our primeval. Which was uh, which was a great time. Yeah, and it's one of those things where like I feel like my strategy in Gambit is constantly evolving as well, and I'm I'm thinking about it differently, mm-hmm. and uh, it it's a it's a it really it feels like the PvP equivalent of a raid, where like we are developing strategies and everybody is playing a role, and um, and it's more than just like. You know what's the meta what's the current meta you know yeah uh which i think i find the one the one sour thing about coming back to destiny 2 is that the regular pvp all the modes are awful like they feel so bad because i don't know what the meta is i haven't been playing this game for the past you know three years or however long i've been away from the game and skill-based matchmaking seems to be broken i think you were telling me that like it was maybe they- expanded i think the the window of it because it um something was happening with um, the matchmaking and taking a little bit longer 
than I expected, and so they expanded it. They're, I know they're working on a lot of background maintenance, but yeah, no, I have not. I, I've never been too big on Destiny 2 PvP. The one time I was was the last time I was in there, and it was because I had the right guns, uh, mm -hmm. and I knew that meta. So like, I was in there, I was tearing it up, uh, which was great. But now, whenever I have to do like Crucible stuff, it's a bit of a chore. Um, not saying that it's bad. It's just I prefer Halo multiplayer, and I kind of wish there was something more in line with that. Yeah, no, I think I agree with you a hundred percent. All that being said, I am kind of happy to be back. Thank you, Bilal. Uh, I am having fun. The uh, the dungeons, which are these yes. like mini raids, <laughs> are absolutely fantastic. They remind me more of so I love Destiny uh, two raids, but they are like super obtuse and convoluted, and it reminds me more of like the Call of Duty zombies Easter eggs, right? Mm -hmm. uh, where like I don't even know how people figure this stuff out. The dungeons are three player mini raids, and they feel more in line with what Ghost of Tsushima did with their multiplayer, with their legends, and the raid that they had. Where I mean, we played it together. I had never played it before. I don't. I believe you hadn't played it before. No, not that one. And and we were able to go through and like figure each step out, right? Uh, yeah. Without having to look it up. And so, I I, I want to get in and do more of that. And I I don't I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's crazy how high budget this game is for something that is essentially free to play. Uh, I think the other thing that has helped me reconcile my issues with destiny 2 in the past and being able to enjoy it now is i am now coming to it not as a cooperative shooter with like raids in a multiplayer mode which is what destiny started off as and i'm coming to it as this is an mmo it just happens to be a first person shooter and i'm coming to it as what it is and what i think they've always wanted it to be and so uh, I'm enjoying it so much more now. Now I'm like, yeah, MMOs these days, I mean, guys, all the time really have a ton of menus. They have like, you know, currency on top of currency on top of currency and materials on top of materials on top of materials. And so um, I think that is helping quite a bit as far as my, my enjoyment of it and, and just like figuring it out. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, you know, one of the things you touched upon in the beginning, or like why you stayed away from this was because you had such a, like, like jumping back into this game is not the easiest of tasks. It's like, there's so many quests that you pick up. There's so many things that are blinking on your screen. There's so many emblems next to planets. And you're just like, what the hell do I do? And I think the advice I gave you was like, go into your quests. There will be a quest for Shadowkeep. There will be one for Beyond Light and one for Witch Queen. Start with Shadowkeep. And just concentrate on what those next quest steps are uh, and just work your way through that and then and then just pick and choose what you want to do when you play like you don't need to do everything uh and like it, it just tackle what you want to tackle and you'll find your fun that way um and when i returned that's kind of the philosophy i went in like i have a ton of exotic quests or catalyst quests for exotics that i have not had a time uh, for or like they're not weapons I really care for but like they're there for me to do if I ever want to do them mm -hmm. uh, The season pass has those like weekly challenges which give you extra experience towards the season pass um, And like bright dust so you can buy like cosmetics like a lot of those Fortnite skins uh, Like the Fortnite skins started the cycle uh, through the bright dust store now, so 
Uh, I think the arms are available this week and next week will be another part of that. So it's like, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do. Uh, I, I figured out uh, that there's actually uh, a transmog system in this game and unlock that, uh, which is really neat. Uh, and also, I can apply my shader to all. Uh, I was wrong when I yeah. told you we were, you could not do that. Right. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of cool systems that they've done um, in that place. It was just nice jumping on and having the guys on. Uh, I really thought it was funny that night that we jumped on and we were just like, let's go do the raid. <laughs> and, and I was just like, what? And we're like, we, we need a sixth. And my cousin, who just happened to be on gaming the one night, he was mm-hmm. just like, he's like, we're like, yeah, yeah, just uh, let's go get you this armor. And now we're doing the raid. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean we're doing the raid? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we jumped in. We did King's Fall. We, uh, did, well, like, well, we started King's well, Fall. We, start, we, start, we, <laughs> yeah. started, we started King's Fall. We got to the totems and stopped. Yeah. Uh, I, I have since finished King's Fall twice. I've gotten all the raid armor and weapons. I just need the exotic. Uh, I've also done Deepstone Crypt. I finished the Witch Queen campaign on uh, Legendary, which is... Mm-hmm one of the most challenging experiences mm-hmm. uh like don't do it solo like that that's my one thing because it's going to be impossible and you're just gonna get frustrated you need a team of three um because some of those encounters where it's just like if you die you have to restart it are mm-hmm. really long uh and you just don't what like there be there are people out there that could probably do it yeah. but they have that gear they have the mods they have the armor to pull that off mm-hmm. yeah and so uh, you know, I've been getting my pinnacle items. Iron Banner came through. Uh, I've had actually a really good time with the Destiny 2 Discord and finding new groups. Uh, some guy was nice enough to walk me through uh, like the Deepstone Crypt, and that raid visually is like one of the coolest things. Like it, the places it goes it is really neat. Uh, King's Fall was nice uh, to experience as well again uh, from beginning to end. Uh, we did a pretty good job, I would say, compared to my first clear with some of those randoms, mm-hmm. especially with people underleveled. Uh, no, it, it's a great game. I would love for us to stream out a raid. Um, so if, if you guys are ready, I can walk you through some. I mean, I I, th- I definitely think we are down. It's just a matter of getting all of us. Um, yeah. On, on on at the same time, and so. Um, But yeah, I think we'd be down. And I'd be down. Absolutely, I'd be down to stream it. Uh, let's see. What else have you been playing, Bilal? I picked up Splatoon 3. I think it is currently in my mailbox. Uh, I just did not get to. When I went out there earlier, the mailman had not come yet. Uh, I think it is currently sitting in there. So tomorrow I will be playing some Splatoon 3. Yeah, but- it's. Have you played Splatoon 2? It's, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to say that, you know, it's, it's just like Splatoon 2, but uh, you know, if you play the Splatoon series, you know what you're getting into, uh, mm-hmm. with this, uh, you know, cool cosmetics, different gear that you can purchase for your character, uh, ro- you know, there's like rotating maps, like two maps available for a set amount of hours. And then it sh- changes at the top of that. I think at the top of the hour or after every two hours, um, you know, your goal is to go in and paint the map, uh, and you have different type of weapons which paint in different ways with different abilities uh, and specials. It, it's a lot of fun because those matches are three minutes long, mm-hmm. and you either do great or bad depending on your team. And then you sit there and you're like, "Well, I could do one more. Like, I don't want to end on a loss." And then you win the next one, and you're like, "Well, that that felt dominant, and I want to continue." And it's just this endless. Um, it's just endless, like, 
spiral of me going from like 11 p.m to 4 a.m just playing splatoon 3. um it, it is weird though like as much as i'm enjoying the online i haven't touched the a single player campaign of it yeah i've heard good things but if i'm not actively like oh i want to go play some splatoon or if my switch isn't there like i don't have an urge to rush back to it uh maybe it's just my destiny to kick right now but uh you know it, it it is a fun it is a fun time it's stress-free but uh it, it doesn't have its hooks in me like i wish it would i but, think you know, I, if you do you want to try it out this week we could definitely set yeah. up something no i i mean i've talked about this splatoon many many times specifically talking about splatoon 2 and, and talking about my excitement for uh splatoon 3 and it really is the situation where like Yes, I am excited to play. I want to play. I want to play with my friends. But I think it's only going to happen if I'm here, set up at my desk with my computer on, with Discord here, and somehow having earbuds run. Like, it's just, it's so many steps and hoops to jump through just to be able to play with my friends and talk to them at the same time that it's just like, it is kind of a bummer. And so that's the one thing that I, I think is holding me back. Did you say that how your online experience has been as far as connectivity is concerned? Because that's the other thing, right? Is that Nintendo's not known for having the best servers. I mean, I was playing I was playing at my sister's house and she doesn't have the fastest of internet, but it's still mm. it's still decent. It gets the job done. Uh, okay. I didn't run I didn't run into any issues. Maybe like one game where it dropped, but yeah. I think one out of like twenty that that's fine. I think I, I think I just have to approach it as like, hey, this is something fun I can do for a little bit and not take it too serious and just like hop in, hop out. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, it runs and performs extremely well. Uh, it, you know, it looks it looks great. And they have a nice like little lobby area where you can like practice your weapons and whatnot against dummies, see what, how much damage you can do. Um, people are really good at this game. I was... Uh, <laughs> I was a little bit caught off guard. Uh, you know, you you would think uh, it's a Nintendo, right? Uh, a competitive game, but no, that doesn't that doesn't mean anything just because it's on a Nintendo platform. <laughs> right. All it means is that like there are people who have been playing Splatoon two as like their only game, uh, and uh, since launch or whatever, and, and they have never have never left. They're just yep. demons. Absolute uh, demons. All right. Does that wrap up what you've been playing? This week? Yeah, that's that's all I've been playing. But I see you've got two on here. Uh, I, both I, I've been very interested in. I do. So I finally had like life has settled down a little bit. Kids are back in school, which has freed up some time, some of the some of the days of the week for me to sit down and play, and actually like play something substantial and kind of work through something that is a, a, a single player and or narrative focused. And so the first game i got my hands on is i finally got to play as dusk falls and this is that narrative kind of choose your own adventure style um game on uh i think it's on all the consoles but i know for sure that it's on xbox game pass and that's where i played it and it very much is like uh you're not it's an adventure game in the vein of like the walking dead and those telltale games without the actual exploring of the environment okay so mm -hmm. it is at first the kind of like art style and the the way that this is animated as almost like comic stills is how they they kind of are like you know um 
I don't even I, I don't even know how to properly explain the art style. It's very unique. At first, it kind of turned me off. I did not enjoy actually like the way that it moved, and there was something visually about it that kind of just like bothered me. Uh, I eventually got the hang of it, uh, got used to it, I should say, and I do think that the art is very well done. And all the, your your input in this game is making dialogue choices and then uh, some quick time events. And they're not particularly difficult quick time events. Uh, I, I don't think I failed a, a single one, right? So uh, you are meant to pass them. And they even have some accessibility options. And they also have, like, if you prefer, you could play this game with a, a free app on your phone so that you're just using, like, touchscreen. I played completely on, you know, on controller. I really really like this game as i was playing it i got invested and it became one of those things where like i was playing a little bit of it every night by a little bit i mean like an hour hour and a half every night kind of just like you know like a great season of tv just like all right finish this episode i'll do the next episode or i don't want to stop here i want to get to the end of this episode and i'll stop there right because there are like parts in the narrative that feel like natural stopping points. And I beat it in less than a week. I think the total, like, I think how long to beat has it as something like nine or 10 hours. I don't think it's incredibly long, but I, I really enjoyed it. It also allows you to, at any point, there are narrative parts where you can go back and you can start from that point and then make different decisions. And it does the thing like so many uh, of these, uh, so many like visual novels and stuff like that, where it shows you this web and you see like the path that you took and all these blank spaces of the possibilities of things that have gone differently. And uh, I am not one to like stop, go back and redo a decision. I usually like to treat it as like, all right, I'm going to play this game once. This is my story, you know? Uh, but I did get to a point where something happened and I was like, that I should not, that doesn't know. <laughs> and so I went back and I was like, is this inevitable? And then it wasn't inevitable. Uh, it literally was just like just one decision. And so I went, I changed that decision and then played the rest of it outside of that. Everything else I just played straight up and played it to the end. And it's interesting because I think it like, there are things that it hints at in the narrative that never get fully explained or things that get kind of teased but not outright said. And mm -hmm. so I wonder if that is in some of those other threads and some of those other uh, branching paths that I could have taken. Um, but I'll never find out because I will not <laughs> play this game again. Uh, how how long did it take? I think it took me somewhere around 10 or 11 hours. Okay, um, that's a decent chunk. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and I enjoyed it all the way through. I think I would say it's broken up into two books, is what they call them. Mm -hmm. And by the time I was done with the first book, I was fully invested and committed, and then just wanted to like blitz through that second book. So I think that second book I beat in like two sittings. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy it. I highly recommend it. It's easy to recommend games on Game Pass, right? Yeah. Because you got nothing to lose. If you have Game Pass already, go ahead and give it a shot. You never know. I, I say this all the time. There's so many different genres of games that I didn't realize I would like until I tried them. And, and Game Pass is perfect for that. 
the next game I've been playing is a great example of that, right? I have never played an Animal Crossing. I've never played one of these like. What did you do? What did you do when Sims. COVID started? Uh, not that. <laughs> and you, so, you mean, so you mean when the rest of the world was banding together in Animal Crossing, you were in a yeah. dark corner doing what exactly? <laughs> yeah, not getting nickel and dime by Tom Nook or whatever his name is. <laughs> Uh, that being said, I am now getting nickel and dimed by Scrooge McDuck in Disney's Dreamlight Valley. Uh, this is very much in the vein of an Animal Crossing. It is a village management sim. But this one has, and, and maybe Animal Crossing does too. I, I don't know. I can't, I can't say this. But this one has like a storyline and progressions and like a main story, excuse me, main story quest and then individual character quests. And you can raise your friendship levels with the different characters that you know, like Mickey, like Goofy, uh, like Remy from Ratatouille. And so uh, I decided that I would give this game a shot and I would, and, you know, it's there on Game Pass. I am on this like weird kind of Disney kick lately where I don't know if it's the older I get, the more like. I, I want to rediscover my childhood. It's the nostalgia factor, I think, for a lot of it. Yeah. But it's also because there's a reason that like Disney and Pixar are as popular as they are. And I think it's, it's taken for granted. It's not just like the stories that are there, but just how great the art is, you know? And I think this game looks awesome. Uh, it does kind of remind me of like a m mobile free-to-play type game, even though it's not that at all. Um. But I, it, I'm, I'm shocked at how much and how soothing and relaxing it is to just hop in after like a, a night of gaming and doing competitive games with boys. And then before going to bed, playing like an hour of this and, and just cleaning up the village and trying to uh, help out the, the valley. And so the main crux of Disney Dreamlight Valley is that you have entered and stumbled upon the valley where these Disney characters have forgotten who they are, what had happened. And there are all these black thorns around and there's something called the forgetting has happened. And this so, is, just, this is just an anime. It is. It's very much this is, this is every anime. Very much. And so it's your job to kind of help them remember who they are and to find out where the previous residents are, uh, have gone and what has happened to them and how the forgetting has affected them and, and to try to stop the forgetting. And I mean, there are parts where like, this isn't a spoiler. It's, it's very early in the game. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and say it anyway, is that, uh, so Mickey is there in the Valley, but Minnie is nowhere to be found. And he is legitimately like sad and upset about it. Like to the point where like, I, felt awful listening to him talk about not knowing where Minnie is and, and hoping that she would come back. And that is working. It is like driving me to kind of want to reunite them. And you can see in the trailer here, Bilal's got the trailer up for those who are, who are watching, but for those who are listening, uh, they have a ton of, of characters in this, right? Like I, so far I have only found uh, Remy outside of, of the people who are in the valley. So in the in the valley itself is Merlin, uh, Mickey, Goofy, and Scrooge, Big Duck. 
and I have found Remy. And I stumbled upon, I got to open up an area and I've stumbled, but I haven't talked to him yet. Is, uh, uh, what is his name from Frozen? The one who, uh, Anna ends up marrying. Let's say Jonathan. <laughs> okay, let's say it's definitely not Jonathan. Uh, the actor's name might be Jonathan. Jonathan. I think so. <laughs> I think the moose Han, is Hans. Hans. Oh, yeah. Christoph. No. It's yeah. Christoph. Yeah. Christoph. It's Christoph. There yeah. Go. It's Christoph. There you go. Uh, yes, Christoph. And so, uh, so yeah. I mean, there are. I know for a fact that. Oh, and also, I found Ursula. So like, I don't know, man. I don't know what it is about this. Like, what looks like very kitty and childish game. I guess it's similar to Animal Crossing, right? There's something like soothing. And it, it is kind of like checklist the game, but it's pretty good, man. Uh, I'm I'm having a good time. And again, I if if you're into those type of games or you're interested at all or you're a Disney fan, like go and, and give it a shot, man. And there's fishing in it. And so I know people love their their fishing mini games in games. <laughs> but um what's the monetization like in this? Is there any? Um, I can't remember. I think there is. I think there is the option to buy like this founders pack to get in on like non Game Pass versions. Or see, I don't, I don't know. Is there monetization? I don't know. There's honestly like not a need for it because you are given so many outfits just as like random pickups on the ground uh, to kind of customize your character and stuff like that and uh okay so what uh game loft has said is there are no paywalls and no pay to win mechanics for example you will not be able to pay to make your garden grow faster increase or refresh energy increase your characters or friendships and so maybe uh, they do have current just like maybe they have a, well, they'll have a battle yeah. pass and like uh they might have a battle pass in there already actually uh, but. We'll, yeah, so the game will get free content, so new characters and story content during early access and after it launches in full. Beyond early access, the devs also have plans for paid expansions that will add significant mm -hmm. content to the game, which is completely fine. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, if, if... Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought this game might try nickel and diming me, and you know how bad I am with that. Yeah. Um, we'll have microtransactions, but just as in-game currency to buy cosmetics. So, yeah, exactly yeah. what you said. Yep. And if they're giving away a lot of content... Uh, con not contest uh, costumes or uh, that seems like uh, it should be fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm running around in jeans and a Scrooge McDuck shirt right now because that <laughs> dude owns my soul. But uh, yeah, I know I'm, I'm having a good time. I, I think it's very, it's a sweet game. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I told you it's weird how much like I am getting invested in caring about what happens to this dumb Valley. And so I, I'm. I mean, I'm in. I'm probably going to see this to the end. Uh, it might take me six months, but uh, I will be playing it in, in the short chunks I've been doing. You can also access your save across all relevant platforms to do if, this. The main save, main menu, and select cloud save. Okay. Yes. So if I pick this up on Switch, and want to play on the go, I can definitely do that. Yes, you have to make like a game loft account i believe whatever it is i haven't felt like doing that i have no intention of playing anywhere else but the xbox but uh yes that is an option okay no good to know good to know disney dreamlight valley maybe uh maybe i need to spend some time with anna and elsa who knows
That's All right. <laughs> Let's <laughs> that wraps up what we've been playing. Let's go ahead and get into the news. There's a ton of stuff. I mean, like Bilal mentioned, I think early at the beginning of this podcast is that there was a drought for a little while. Uh, it's why we didn't have an episode two weeks ago. Um, and instead we just streamed. There's like no games to talk about either. <laughs> yes. Besides like it, it literally would have been just me talking about Destiny 2 for a straight month. Yep. Um, but let's now we've got a, a ton of news. So let's go ahead and get into it. So Disney and Marvel Game Showcase happened at D23. Uh, let me real quick. Just as a side note. So uh, they also showed off the like some of the cards for Disney's. Oh, that, there's, there's, a, there's a story in there. I kept just for you later. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah. I will wait to get to that. Really? Is there? I don't have it on. It should be in there. It's preview cards. It's number. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Maybe I do have it. Number three in general. Uh... Oh. See, this is, oh, this is Rob's you know gambling. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. My camera that I was using for the cards, it was blocking that tab. Okay. okay. We'll, get, we'll get there when we get there. All right. So, uh, yeah, they held their Disney and Marvel game showcase at the at D23. And they, I think they are positioning this as like, this is going to be a thing going forward at D23. And so this is the first time they've had like a dedicated time slot for it. And a, a bunch of stuff was announced. So the first thing they did actually was they showed off, they gave a new release date for, uh, or one of the first things is a new release date for Midnight Suns. I want to talk about that because that's the thing I'm most excited about. Yeah. And that is going to be December 2nd, 2022. And so the delay, while a bummer, it's not as far as I thought it was. I was kind of worried that it's going to get pushed into next I, year. I thought I thought it was kind of confirmed for next year after that last delay. But mm -hmm. the fact that it's hitting, I think December is a perfect time period for this. Yeah, agreed. They also announced that they're going to be doing some uh, prequel shorts uh, to kind of set up like the individual characters in it. And I, I'm digging the art style that they showed off mm -hmm. for those shorts. And so uh, the, uh, one of the other things they showed off was Bithel Games, uh, which is the team behind John Wick, Hex, and Volume is making a visual novel Tron game. Uh, that's coming in 2023. There's Disney Illusion Island, which is a like 2D platformer. It, had, it gives me very strong like Rayman Legends and Rayman Origins vibes. Except it's starring, uh, you know, Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, and Donald. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looks. I, it looks great. <laughs> I yeah. like. This is Switch only. I, I I think that's all that's been announced for it so far, uh, which is fine because this art style works on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, this is a game that doesn't need to be sixty frames, right? If it is just thirty frames, uh, I I can handle that. Like, don't get me wrong. I would love to, especially with this art style they've chosen. I'd love to have like a four K. Uh, 60 frames, 120 frames per second version on the Xbox or PlayStation or PC. But if this ends up being a uh, switch only, I, I'm I don't care. I'm still in. Yeah. Um, same here. They spent some time talking about some of their mobile offerings. Right, Red Hulk is coming to Marvel Strike Force, and that on September 20, 13th, uh, Marvel Snap got its release date. It, that game is launching on October 18th. I am very very excited for this to actually fully release. Uh, as I stated, I, I, I'm hoping that their plan is to include uh, a mode other than just ranked and the ability to like play against your friends because that's what I want to do at this point. Uh, playing ranked is, is fun and I, I'm like really, really into this game, but I would be having a lot more fun if I was playing against like you guys and stuff like that, you know? 
um it also would give me more incentive to try to like grind out to get the other cards and stuff like that so that i can show off they should turn this into an actual tcg yeah i was thinking about that when like talking about the lorcana stuff but uh but i also think that it's it would be too hard the way the game is set up with the different zones in the middle mm -hmm. uh you wouldn't be able to make it as a uh as a CCG, as as much as you would make it as a, what is called a uh, a LCG, a living card game. Okay. And that is similar to oh gosh, what is the name of it? Um, there's this one card game that essentially, when you buy a deck, every deck is unique. So like Key every. Forge. Oh, thank you, Keyforge. Exactly. Yeah, and so that's one of those. And so it might work as something like that where you have like this base set that has different locations and then you select three and randomly flip them out uh, and then play your play your individual decks or whatever. But as far as like a, a CCG, I think it would be kind of hard because you'd have to... Well, maybe, maybe. I guess you would have to make sure that you just also release locations that, as, as well. Yeah. Um, and don't you don't release those as like blind. You just release those as like packs with expansions, essentially. Uh, actually, My Hero Academia has something called uh, DLC deck loadable content. There are these. <laughs> yeah, there are these like booster packs that are, they're not blind. They have all they all have the same cards in them that are meant to kind of set you up with uh, four new characters that you can play as as decks. That's pretty and neat. So, yeah. Uh, they also showed off that uh, the Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Stalker. Skywalker Saga Galactic Edition. Uh, this is bundled with all the previously released DLC and six new character packs on November 1st. They also announced that Gargoyles is getting a remaster. It's remastering the Gargoyles video game that came out in 1995. Uh, which isn't necessarily a surprise, right? Disney has found success recently with that Aladdin, Lion King, Jungle Book yeah. um, remasters. And so something like this. I think it is... I think it is surprising that we don't have a brand new Gargoyle show in, in 2022. I feel like I hear people talk about Gargoyles more and more. Uh, There's just like this like seething, like, uh, seething yeah. conversation. When Red's brought up, people are like, that was a great yeah. show. But no one's asking for more. <laughs> like, it's really weird. Yeah. Uh, they showed off the uh, Disney Mirrorverse with the official Villains trailer. Yeah, now, is this like a raid? <laughs> No, so I don't... This trailer is a little bit confusing to me because they showed off, like, uh, Oogie Boogie from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. And... Ursula. They showed off Ursula and they showed off Hades. I I know for a fact that Oogie Boogie is in the game because I have him. I thought Ursula was also in the game. I think that this is actually showing off that Hades is, is coming to the game because I have not come across him yet in the game itself so i think that's i think that was the actual surprise but because and i saw a lot of sites like and, and, and talking heads talk about when they talked over this and talked about it afterwards with the reactions basically saying that like oh these villains are coming to the game but like these some of these villains are already in the game it looked and like they, there's jafar there at the end jafar uh, i don't know if he's a character you can get but he's already in the game okay. and modeled in the game and so uh, they showed off some uh, Speedstorm. This was the Disney, basically, kart racer that we already knew about. And it, it's coming out soon on PC and console. I still don't believe there's a release date. 
Uh, they showed off some more Disney Dreamlight Valley and showed that Toy Story Realm is coming. Uh, oof. They showed off Avatar Reckoning with a uh, a, a just mobile like MMO a, shooter. Yes, which looks a update. which looks a lot like Ghost Recon Breakpoint, like a lot mm-hmm. of the gun systems and stuff. Yeah. I was like, I was like, this just looks like a skin of a Ghost Recon game. I just, I don't know, man. I just can't play. If if it doesn't have controller support, right? I just can't yeah. get into it on on mobile. The only mobile games that ever actually like capture my attention are card card games like Marvel Snap. Yeah. Although Disney Mirrorverse is actually pretty good, and I've been playing a lot of that lately as well. Gary uh, mentioned that, that, it to me. He was yeah. like, hey, are you playing? And I was like, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I like I fired it up when it launched. Yeah. I was like, this this is cool, but like yeah. I'm not gonna play on mobile. It's just it's just more active than I thought it was going to be. It is it's much closer to like a Diablo type game and short and but short bursts almost. It's like if Diablo and Marvel Champions that that mobile game had a baby. It's kind of like that. Anyway, uh, they showed off Skydance New Media's Marvel game that had already been teased and announced, and we know that this is Amy Hennig's project. Uh, Amy Hennig of Uncharted One Two. Um, and she had started on on three before I think they yeah. scrapped their stuff. Uh, fame also from what was it? Uh, Project Ragtag or or Operation Rag that that Star Wars yeah. game at EA that ended up getting canceled. Well, this seems like very much in line what what I think she was trying to do with that property in that game. And they showed off a uh, Black Panther and Captain America game that takes place during World War uh, Two. And I think. And- the Black Panther and this is T'Challa's grandfather. Spot. Is it? Yeah, yeah, his grandfather. Yeah. Correct, correct, correct. Yep. And so um, it looks like there's going to be four playable characters, and it is still a narrative focus. I believe single player experience. I saw a like developer interview with her, and uh, Mark Bernardin is helping write on this game. Uh, he of uh, Fat Man on Batman fame. You know, it's it's Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin. Um, and they did an interview with uh, Blessing at Ayo Jr., who, who was the one who hosted this whole event. And they talked about it. And it very much sounds like in her wheelhouse, right? She yeah. talked about, like, you know the type of games I make. This is one of those. Uh, however, they did say that they are also trying to make it so that it is accessible to everybody. And that there isn't a barrier for people to go in there and play. So while it is going to still be this, like, third-person action game, um, narrative-focused game. Uh, I think they are trying to make it so that anybody can hop in there and play, which I think makes sense when you're dealing with a property like Marvel. And uh, But I, I am kind of worried about how that will actually translate in gameplay features, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a Marvel World of Heroes uh, game coming out. It is by Niantic, the team behind Pokemon Go. And it I- is... You know, it is another one of these. Uh, I give it a, one a, year. A, AR mobile games. One year. Like Niantic is like taking money from my companies at this point. Yes. Like yep. they couldn't get Harry Potter to work. Uh, I don't know many people playing Pikmin Bloom as much as Miyoto, Miyamoto <laughs> wants to uh, push yeah. Pikmin Bloom on folks. Uh, yep. Like Pokemon works because you go around and capture Pokemon. Like, I don't know what you expect me to do in Harry Potter or um, 
or, or a Marvel game. It, it's just it, everything just feels like a reskin of Pokemon Go, but not as good. I mean, because that's what they—that's what they yeah. are, right? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we'll see what this ends up becoming. I don't want to like write it off before we actually see it. And as history has proven, if it has a Marvel license attached and it has certain heroes in it, I am going to give it a shot. Uh, for, but we'll, we'll see. I thought first I thought this was just them like re, re resurrecting Marvel heroes and it was gonna make you happy. Yeah. And then I then I was like, oh no, it's just Pokemon Go again. Yeah. <laughs> Which made me sad. I know. Uh, but so what did you think? I mean, look, it, five out of ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's about right. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was fine. You know, uh, Illusion I, Island was a nice surprise. Midnight yeah. Suns, uh, I'm pumped for Marvel yeah. Snap getting a date. Great. Yeah um rest I'm, of the stuff I, i'm also fine. like weirdly excited for disney speedstorm i hope it's good and again this is because i want a kart racer that runs on modern console like yeah say you know say what you uh, i know i i i love the switch i just need the switch to be more than it is yeah um and hey, like Nintendo, mario kart 8 deluxe looks nice though yeah well it's not it's not that it is the I want to talk to my friends while I play. Got it. Like, I want it to be easy to play with my friends. You know? You just want to be an online predator to little kids on a Nintendo oh console. We hear, we hear you, Rob. We I think, you. but yes, I think I agree that, like, this yeah. is a very middle of the road. I think for their first time out in doing this, I think that, uh, I think that it was fine. Obviously, there aren't, yeah. there were any major, like, earth-shattering announcements, right? Because that kind of stuff is, is saved for, I think, the bigger shows. What you're I, talking I about, like... <sighs> You're talking about, I mean, they could have, I, I don't know what their deal is with Sony, right? So, yeah. like, yes, I would have loved to see Spider-Man 2. I would have loved to see something about Wolverine here. But, uh, I, I, I just... I Wolverine for, like, another two years. Yeah. I just don't know what their, I don't know what, that's part of the problem with them not having in-house uh, developers. Yeah. Right? I feel like Disney was like, we need to showcase, give us whatever you have right now. And, yeah. like... I, I feel like we won't see this Black Panther and Captain America game till like 2025. Like, I no. feel like they, that's they, my general feeling. So on this. I will say that based on, uh, based on that developer interview that I watched afterwards, I, I it feels like this game is farther along than you would think. And that okay. th this is probably going to be like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being like a, a fall, uh, 2023 or like spring 2024 okay. i'd be shocked if it's beyond uh fall 2024 honestly okay um but i i think it seems that way the way they were talking about uh the game itself um all right let's from listen we're just in like showcase season apparently the yeah, past week it's showcase showdown yeah uh, the best showcase takes it all so Ubisoft Forward for September 2022. Here's everything that was announced. I'm going to just go through these kind of quick because if, if I spend a ton of time on all these, we're just going to be here yeah. all night. Assassin's Creed Infinity officially revealed uh, with two new games. One is set in Feudal Japan. Now, did we talk about... I feel like we did talk about this before on the podcast, but this has been rumored. And all, now, all, every, we, what were we doing? We were talking... Uh, we were playing Destiny. I think we were doing the uh, okay. dungeon... And then I saw the news pop up on the side and we're just kind of, it was like the Mirage leak of like, hey, yeah. Mirage is moving away from RPG systems. It'll be more like classical. 
Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, just go through it right here. Assassin's Creed yeah. Mirage is set in Baghdad 20 years before the events of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, Assassin's Creed Codename Jade is an open world Assassin's Creed game for mobile devices. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the last chapter, uh, will tie up the loose ends of Ivor's story. And it's free they, DLC. Yes. They also, like I said, in, uh, Assassin's Creed Infinity is not a game itself, but a place where players will explore and jump into future entries, beginning with the feudal Japan game Assassin's Creed, codenamed Red. Uh, while not much was revealed about the second game, Assassin's Creed codenamed Hex, it was revealed that it would be a very different type of Assassin's Creed game. And by the little teaser reveal trailer they showed off, it looks like it's going to feature witchcraft. I, I think this little teaser trailer they showed off is, is, is cool as hell. I yeah. am very much into uh, that. And if we can get, like I said, if we can get like a streamlined Assassin's Creed that's not 120 hours, uh, I'm I'm in. So, uh, just to touch base on what Infinity ends up being, Infinity is going to be the hub in which you yes. access Red, which is will be the feudal Japan game. You yeah. can also access Hex. It's, you're not playing as uh, a modern day character anymore. You're playing as you, like you are the character that is going into the Animus. Uh, yeah, and, and playing these stories—that that's how it will work going forward, and they'll and expand off of that. So, like, uh, they're like a multiplayer expansion will come in the future, and it will be its own thing that branches with, out of the hub, right? Within Infinity, and yeah, within any Infinity. any any modern day storyline stuff will be part of Infinity, that actual hub itself, and not yeah. in the games proper. Yeah, um, and I think they also touched upon that in Mirage, where it's like you get something at the beginning of the game, and at the end, nothing throughout the historical uh portions for that uh and i'm excited for uh, like it was a very good showing for mirage in my opinion like, i think the, the the cgi trailer they put out looked great i was very excited and then like i was like oh i could finally get back into assassin's creed because like odyssey valhalla uh origins like that trilogy was a lot like or you get through two of them you get to valhalla and it's just like there's too much hair uh, I just need you to cut it down and like make it simpler. Now it feels like the MCU of Assassin's Creed. It's like it's like well, I I just want something simple and Mirage seemed like that, but now there's like now there's Feud of Japan, which I really want to do, but then there's Hex. Now there's a mobile game. Like it's a lot, and I yeah. I, I just kind of wish they were those like it's Mirage, it's simpler. Uh, and here's what Infinity will be. It'll be coming down the road. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's part of it. I think part of it is yeah. all these leaks that happen and stuff are, are is, yeah. is somewhat forced in their hand. But you're right. It does feel like uh, they threw a lot out at once, but also said nothing about a lot of it. Yeah. And so that, I think, is what kind of makes it uh, a little bit overwhelming right now. I mean, I'm still excited that they're trying to do something new. I think it is time for a refresh on yeah. Assassin's Creed. And uh, last time they refreshed it and went into the kind of just like heavy into the RPG formula uh, with Origins and then um, Odyssey, and then Odyssey and then Valhalla to end it yeah. uh, I, was the smart move and was a good move. And so I'm ready for them. And like I said, all I want them is to make it just pull it back a little bit, yeah. um, and then I'll be happy. And there, so. Red, which is the Feud of Japan one, they were go initially going to go the samurai route, but then they're like, that's just Ghost of Tsushima. So they went the shinobi route with that. And mm -hmm. I believe Hex, uh, you know, they did mention, the article mentions witchcraft, but instead of being Salem, I believe it's European witchcraft related. Uh, so it would likely be a Europe uh, location for that. 
Um, I mean, I hope these are good, man. I would yeah. love to. I mean, listen, I enjoyed Valhalla. Um, it was just like, it was just by the end of it, I was so just over it. And that's not the best feeling, right? Like, that's not what yeah. you want from, from your game is the players to feel like by the end that they just want it to be done. And so I, uh, I, I don't know, man. I really hope that we can <laughs> just, uh, that they just bring it back. They just pull it back just a little yeah. bit and streamline it. Anyway, no, they, they, they also showed off Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope uh, and announced that we'll get post-launch content with Rayman. I think that's cool. I feel like this game is going to be incredible, but like there's just no hype from Ubisoft behind yeah. it. Yep, I, I agree. It 100% feels like that. Um, it also, like, I know that they are just starting the hype train with Skull and Bones, but this game is supposed to be out this fall. Yeah. And and still it it feels like like nobody cares. I mean, I I, I, I care. I, I'm actually excited about it, but I'm not going to touch this thing unless it reviews very well. I'm scared. Um the new trailer focused on ship customization and the in-game trading network. Um it also confirmed the Skull and Bones will feature cross-platform play at launch. Trackmania is headed to consoles with cross-platform play and cross-progression. Just Dance 2023, surprise, surprise, has been announced for a holiday release. And Rainbow Six Mobile gameplay revealed. I have no, like, I just, I have no interest in Rainbow Six on mobile. I That game is... You mean you don't want to be toxic on, on the go? <laughs> that game is so, like precision dependent right uh i mean it very much is kind of like counter-strike you know and kind of like yeah. valorant and so the idea of having, playing that on the go is i don't know man it seems like a nightmare uh the division of heartland is gearing up for another testing phase this is the free-to-play game uh it is well, on track for release in 2022 or 2023 on pc consoles and cloud did they announce this before uh i mean apparently because they already had one testing phase and now they're having another one so i i i don't know what there's a game did they even show it off at all they have a game coming out that is like a multiplayer focus like class shooter um i know that got canceled didn't it oh did it i i don't know all these guys not no i'm thinking hyperscape unless you're no hyper no that that's a battle royale no i know yeah. that got canceled um Oh god, I wish I could remember what it was called. Anyway, so Division Two Season Ten: Price of Power will have agents hunting down General Peter Anderson. Did you know that Division Two was still releasing content? No idea. Yeah, neither did I, I. I. I don't even have anyone on my friends list playing Division Two. Yeah. Uh, the the Division Resurgence, which is a mobile spinoff, is accepting signups for its next testing phase. Riders Republic is teaming up with Vans and it's getting BMX biking. I also saw that. Is it uh Riders Republic is going free to play, isn't it? Is it? Um I I I you know what? When I posted this article, I thought it was just the Assassin's Creed stuff. I didn't realize there was all this other stuff. Oh yeah. Ubisoft. Yeah. The crew two is getting ice tracks for the first time. And Mythic Quest season three gets a new sneak peek. Brawlhalla is Brawlhalla is doing a crossover with Castlevania. 
Netflix and Ubisoft are partnering on a live action Assassin's Creed adaptation along three mobile games based on Assassin's Creed, Valiant Hearts, and Mighty Quest. And last, Ubisoft Plus Wait, celebrates... more Valiant? More Valiant Hearts? Uh, yeah, in, in the form of a, a sequel to Valiant Hearts in the form of a mobile game. Ah, uh, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, I miss that whole, like, what was it? It's UB Arts, right? That whole initiative where they were doing that stuff. Like, that's where Rayman Legends came out of. Yeah. Valiant Hearts was part of that and stuff like that. I, I really enjoyed Valiant Hearts. Yeah. Um, I think I got a re-achievement in that. And then Ubisoft Plus celebrates its third anniversary with a gift for to PC, Google Stadia, and Amazon Luna players. Uh, it, multi-access is for free until October 10th. Um, uh, spe- speaking of Stadia, uh, just a quick side note. Uh, my Destiny 2 addiction is so bad that I bought it on Stadia so I could play it on the go. Like, if I just need to quickly jump in and grab an item or Caesar, um, it's a problem. You need help. I need help. Uh, yeah, this is one of those things that, again, I'm excited for the Assassin's Creed stuff, but, like, they just haven't shown enough of it yet for me to get really hyped. Uh, I, uh, uh, there was a point where if you asked me who my favorite developer was, I would tell you it was Ubisoft and their studios, uh, or favorite publisher, I should say. And, uh, and I don't know if that's the case anymore, man. It just feels like they cannot find their their it factor anymore right like that special something you know they they assassin's creed kind of just got it just it reiterated too, on itself it didn't, it didn't like, and, and it just got it just got too bloated right yeah and uh and then outside of like rainbow six siege it feels like they haven't had like a proper hit um in a while you know it was like rainbow six Oh, they changed it from outbreak to something else. Quarantine. No. No, quarantine it was to quarantine outbreak. to outbreak. All right, thank you. And th- didn't quite like, you know, set the world on fire. Although a solid game, in my opinion. Uh, it, 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 but it just wasn't like we didn't stick with it. And I don't know. I don't know what is going on over there. Where like now, I just it's- don't necessarily get excited about Ubisoft games the way I used to. Everything is live service or yeah. part of something bigger and so i they gave like rayman origins and legends are two of the best platformers ever a hundred percent agree ever like honestly better than some mario games uh out there and it, it just frustrates me that we haven't seen a new one uh from them because those games are truly magical and the art style was amazing like go smaller like i don't i feel like gamers in general aren't looking for more live service games like people have their niches like if you got something special then sure but don't turn a single player franchise into a big expansion hub it's it just it's not what anyone wants yep a hundred that agree all right, let's move on to our next little showcase. Everything announced at Tuesday's Nintendo Direct. Uh, so this, I'm going to go just out the gate right now. Is yeah. I, I think that this was, again, another... All these conferences, in my opinion, all these, I mean, Directs, whatever, showcases, whatever you want to call them, they have, they were, every single one of them was just like, eh. You know? uh, I actually really enjoyed Nintendo's. I, I thought oh. this was 
this was this, just just a step down from like an E3 presentation for them. I, oh my god, I think you're wild. Let's just go through it. So The Legend <laughs> of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. They didn't show us anything new necessarily. The the news is that uh and this is important is that it is coming May 12th, 2023 and still quite a ways off, but Listen, also they, also they, that it, it is called The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I this name is a, a nothing name. What do you this, mean? They they had to wait till the queen died before they could release oh the title. <laughs> this this uh, you saw that that's like they're talking about that's why this wasn't live streamed in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Is see, uh, see like you're you're saying there's nothing here, but like look, there's this weird statue and there's seven symbols which have tears. So there's seven dungeons where we had to go get tears from to unlock okay. the final boss. So I'm super bummed out by this title <laughs> because there was a while back when nintendo had stated that the reason they hadn't uh released the title yet mm -hmm. was because it was like spoiler yeah. yeah that's the first thing i thought of when they revealed they, the title i was like i was like this says nothing <laughs> this is nobody would have been like oh i know what this game's about like yeah. what are you talking about and so, so yeah i was just like I mean, I'm glad to have a date and stuff like that, but the, yeah. the name just does nothing for me. Yeah, I, I think what some people were saying was the part where he's climbing the vine might not actually be Link. It might be a different character. Yeah, it's going to be um, Ganon. Ganon, yeah. yeah. So, Which is what I said, like, uh, six months ago, and you scoffed at me. All right, anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, can, I, can, I give, can I give you a, a quick uh, random theory? idea yes. and you're gonna be like well you freaking suck you so you see his uh right arm how it's like transformed it's like a like a black clutch type yeah. type thing um so this is gonna go the route of metal gear solid that hand is actually ganon's hand because okay. he grafted it on like, you're, so, you're so annoying we've been doing or we're, we're it's, it's, it's liquid snake and revolver ocelot all over again like we Ganon. Are it is too it's late. Doc Ock and it is, Peter it is it is too late. This this podcast is going too long already for you to be bothering me with that nonsense. All right. If I am right, I want I mean, something. No, if okay, I'll tell you what. If you're right, I will buy you this game. Um but we won't know until we play the game. Fine. You buy me the next Zelda game. How about that? Fair. All right, deal. Dude. All right, uh, Fire Emblem Engage was announced. Looks great uh, for it's expected, Fire Emblem. It's expected out on January twentieth, twenty twenty three. Uh, are they are they just like, is it every two years now at this point where we're getting Fire Emblems? So from my understanding, they, this game has actually been done for over a year, and they just kind of were sitting on it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine releasing so many of the same franchise that you're just like, we're going to keep this one in my pocket for yeah. a rainy day. Um, all right. Uh, it Takes Two is coming to Nintendo Switch on November 4th. Uh, Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse, which is a remake of the Wii game, is coming to Nintendo Switch next year. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is coming uh, with a Expansion new... Expansion yeah, yeah, and a, a new hero is announced. Uh, Fist of the North Star is coming in March 2023. Tunic is coming on September 27th. This Play is what Tunic? I'm saying. It, it was a yeah. lot of, like, and don't get me wrong, Tunic's yeah. great and stuff like that. And it's going to be great on the go, absolutely. Yeah. But this is also a lot of, like, yeah. Like, you know, anyway. It's ports. It's a lot of ports. Anyway, a yes. bunch of front mission remakes are coming in Nintendo Switch. Uh, Story of Seasons, A Wonderful <laughs> Life, 
uh, Story the, seasons, one of the one of many farming simulators. There's like, so do, many farming simulators. So do off. game devs just think we want to sit there and farm? Like, like uh, what? What is there something we should know about our future? This is this is this is the the you know this happens sometimes in Hollywood, right? When we get like a Bug's Life and Ants or whatever. Yeah. And uh, this is just this is where we're at now, right? Is we're at farming sims. Uh, we have Story of Seasons: A Wonderful Life. Which is originally a GameCube game. Story of Seasons coming to Nintendo Switch uh, in summer 2023. They announced the first Splatfest, which is uh, what would you bring to a deserted island? Gear, grub, or fun? fun. And that's going to be held September 23rd, September 25th. Uh, am I stuck on the deserted island? I think so. It's a okay. Then island. then it, then it has to be gear. I mean, you could go visit deserted island. I mean, yeah. you know, nobody's yeah. there. But then it's got to be gear, right? Everything else is like the dumbest. Like if you have gear, you could potentially get yourself food, right? On on what's on the island and what's around the island and stuff like that. And you can make fun with the gear if you need be. The other stuff's all fleeting. Anyway, Listen, you just you bring the fun because everyone else will. And then you die of starvation. Yeah. Listen, uh, you, you you've gone hunting all day with your gear. You got food. You helped build a shelter, and now you just want to relax. But how do you relax with the fun I have brought? No, with, with, yeah, with my eyes closed. Well, <laughs> why I ignore your your Metal Gear uh, Ganon theories? Uh, Octopath Traveler Two uh, got so, announced. It looks so good. It I just hope it has a better story this time around. Well, <laughs> it will be released on February twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. Uh, I gotta be careful when I'm like rolling my eyes at games and 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 talking smack about games I haven't played yet. Next thing I know, you've convinced me to play it somehow, and I love it. It, it, uh, it looks in, like the 2D HD or HD 2D, whatever. I mean, it's called. I I, it, I agree. I agree. Like, it is like, pretty. It gets better with every game, and this one looks phenomenal. But the problem with the first Octopath Traveler was like each of the storylines were so like disconnected, and even when the party members met up, there was really no interaction between them. Um, so I'm really hoping this one fixes that. Because these games are actually a lot of fun. Uh, there was Fay Farm, a fairy tale farmstead game with local and online multiplayers. It is coming to Nintendo Switch in 2023. There was Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line. I'm assuming that's how Theater Rhythm. Theater yeah, I think, Rhythm. I think that's the way. The problem that. is the problem is yeah. The problem is is that you are saying theater and anyway. <laughs> like you're pronouncing the R twice in theater rhythm and they've mashed it into one word. So it should be theat rhythm. Anyway, there are 385 songs in this Final Fantasy rhythm game, which will release on February 16th, 2023. I, Nier, Octopath Traveler, and Live Alive will also get songs in the game. Listen, I'm a sucker for uh, rhythm games. If it's actually good, I'd be wanting to play it. Yeah. Even though I have no interest in the actual property itself uh, i mean this looks cool but i have no time for it whatsoever no. uh the mario rabbits sparks of hope was shown off some more that's coming in october rune factory 3 special is coming to nintendo switch next year and a new rune factory series is expected in the future uh rune factory 5 was released earlier this year they showed off some nintendo 64 games some good some okay uh i think that the is it is it farther down or is it in this as well they showed off that and now it's like uh, GoldenEye 007 is coming to... Oh, right here. Is yeah. coming to Nintendo Switch Online, an expansion pack, and it is going to have online multiplayer. Shortly after this, Microsoft also announced that 
they are also going to be releasing GoldenEye 007 on their platform. However, it will be in 4K. It will have dual analog support. It will be kind of updated, uh, not quite to like a remake or remaster level, but somewhere just below a remaster level, it seems. But that will not have online multiplayer. That is currently exclusive to Nintendo. Uh, that will just have four player split screen. Per screen. The best tweet I saw about this was yeah. that's because the Nintendo Switch still runs on dial up. That's really, <laughs> that's re- that's really funny. Uh, no, that is like, what a bummer that is, right? Like, I would love to play some GoldenEye. Double, I mean, and and should be told, like, mm. I, I don't see myself putting a ton of time into GoldenEye Double Seven unless it's a full blown remake. But uh, if I was gonna do it, it, I would want to do it on a console or PC where I can actually play with my friends, and that is going to be a recurring theme whenever we talk about Switch. Yeah, games. I'm, I mean, it's cool to see Mario Party use 1 to 3 in Pokemon Stadiums 1 and 2 because those games have great mini games. Um, those are great party games, but still not enough to get me to buy this expansion pack for Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> yeah. Uh, various Day Life. Worst title, I, I think, of it's, the show. It's uh, released on Nintendo Switch that same day. Yeah. Uh, Factorio is coming to Nintendo Switch on October 28th. Uh, by all accounts, Victoria is supposed to be very good, but again, that's a port of a 2016 game. Uh, Ib is a 2D exploration game by PlaySim, and that is coming in spring 2023. It is a remake of the classic Japanese game, which is already out on other platforms. Uh, Mario Strikers Battle League is getting a free update with Pauline and Diddy Kong, but we already knew about this. Uh, plus a new stadium in gear, and that is coming this month. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, two new courses are coming in Wave 3. Nintendo Switch Sports uh, Golf is coming with online play, allowing for up to eight players. When that was they... originally slated for the fall, but is now planned for holiday 2022. When they, when this played, I was like, oh yeah, I bought Switch Sports. <laughs> I never fired it up. Oh my god, there's still so much more in the showcase I gotta get to. Uh, uh, they showed off Pikmin 4. It was announced, and no gameplay was shown, but uh, Shigeru Miyamoto did say that Switch makes controlling the tiny Pikmin simpler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I listen. I'm, I'm I could I could play a Pikmin four, you know. I, I've never played a Pikmin. Uh, I've I've played a little bit of like two of the Pikmin. Uh, never got super super into it, but on the Switch, I I could I I could see myself just sitting there, um, with something else in the background, like during football and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Just Dance twenty twenty three was shown off. Uh, Harvestella, which is another farming sim that is coming on November fourth. Bayonetta 3 was shown off a little bit more. That's launching on October 28th. Uh, apparently, there's like an eight-minute trailer that you can watch on YouTube. It was not part of the Nintendo Direct. It was like a I, gameplay trailer, right? It's a gameplay trailer, but it's also, I believe, is because that game is rated uh, M. Oh, yes. And so, yeah. Uh, Rain Code is coming in 2023. Investigate in the city of Perpetual Rain and Rain Code. I watched this trailer as it was happening. I actually thought this kind of looked cool. Yeah. Uh, Resident Evil Village is coming to Nintendo Switch via the cloud. I listen. I could not care less about any games coming to Switch via the cloud. <laughs> that I am you out can, here. You can. I am it. out here. Listen. I am out here complaining about its connection for multiplayer games, and you're telling me that you want me to play a whole fifteen-hour campaign over the cloud on that thing 
No, thank you. 15, uh, that was more like 8, wasn't it? 8, 9? Well, with all the the lag from the stream over the cloud, <laughs> you know. Uh, Sifu is coming to Nintendo Switch on November 8th. And let me tell you something. I played some of that on the PlayStation 5. was not for me. It just did not click. I ended up sending it back. Um, this Switch version, that looked like hot garbage. It did not look good. And that game seems like it needs to be extra crisp and uh, has to be running super fluid to be enjoyable. And I'm not... What they showed did not look like that game was running uh, well. Yeah. And so... Uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy 17 Reunion launches on December 13th. It was shocking because they said uh, hol- I think like winter, uh, you know, this winter, and mm-hmm. people expected early 2023. So mm-hmm. this is quite nice. If, if this is coming December, then um, the sequel that might actually be coming uh, for 7 Remake might be actually coming next year. Uh, Radiant Silver Gun is, uh, got released this past Tuesday on Nintendo Switch. Endless Dungeon launches next year on Nintendo Switch. Again, another port. Tales of Symphonia Remastered is coming to Nintendo Switch early next Fantastic year. Fantastic RPG. Really defined the GameCube era for me. Life is Strange Arcadia Bay Collection is uh, coming September 27th. Romancing Saga, Minstrel Song Remastered, December 1st. Lego Brick Tales coming this fall on Nintendo Switch. Disney Speedstorm was shown off here as well. It's coming this year. Fall Guys Season 2 begins on September 15th. Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Uh, Kirby and the Pals are back with four-player local co-op on February 24th, 2023. Okay, I take back yeah. what I said earlier about this being a step down from an E3 presentation. I, it's still I, like it's, a 7 out of 10. It's still You know what it is? This was very much like quantity over quality for me. Yeah. And it's not that anything was like necessarily bad except for the all the farming sims. It just felt like a bit much. Um... But it's just like it's just not. It's just okay. It's just okay. They so, um yeah. they paced it right. They had like a big game, yeah. and then they give they hit oh. with just enough of like the smaller no. ones. No, 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 no. <laughs> because they spent so much time on Pikmin Bloom that you cannot just because of that segment alone, you can't tell me that they paced it right. <laughs> uh, Following Pikmin Four, it was for twenty five seconds. Uh, Hogwarts. Uh, <laughs> our next bit of news. Is the PlayStation State of oh Play? Oh my God! There's so much. <laughs> I told you, there's so much. We gotta go through these. We gotta get through these. Uh, we might have to just no. All the no. news is it's good news. We gotta do all of it. Yeah. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy on PlayStation is getting a really creepy exclusive quest called the Haunted Hogsmeade Shop. Um, Rise of the Ronin is Team Ninja's new uh, title coming to PlayStation Five exclusively, at least on console. This uh, looks great. Um, also fantastic name. Uh, for yeah. A game. I agree. Uh, Sin Duality trailer shows off dystopian, dystopian world and large mech fights. That's Bankai Namco's new game. That's going to launch in 2023. Project Eve is now called Stellar Blade. Um, Exclusive God, to PS5. Yes. God uh, of War Ragnarok trailer shows the search for Tear and the beginning of the end. Uh, I actually kind of tuned out during this part because I... I've already seen more than I want to see for this game, and I just want to play it. I am very, very excited for God of War. Um, I don't need to see like any more trailers or or story moments and stuff like that. Pacific Drive. Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'll, I'll talk about it at the end. Okay, Pacific Drive yeah. is a road trip through Cryptid Hell, uh, due out in 2023. Like a Dragon Inchin is the Japan-only Yakuza game remade for a global release. 
And that is coming in. Or did they? Does that have a release date yet? Uh, February, I believe. Okay. Uh, Tekken Eight was revealed, and it's nice that like, you know, after getting that tease, that somebody came out and just said Tekken Eight. Yeah. And uh, that is about it as far as the Sony state of play is concerned. Uh, yeah. Again, I thought this was fine. It was only twenty minutes. It was like really, really short. Yeah. Um, I yeah I I it is what it is. I think Rise of the Ronin. I agree. I think that looks really cool. I'm in for for that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. I'm just not excited for Hogwarts Legacy. I know I'm gonna play it, but like, I I, I, I don't know why. I, I'm just I, not. I'm quite not the hyped. opposite. I everything I see about that game looks fantastic. Besides the fact that it's tied to J.K. Rowling. And yeah. That's like the that's like the pull and push of that. But like, it it looks so good to me. It's exactly I, what I want. Yeah, the idea of like a bully style game set in the Harry Potter universe seems awesome, but I yeah, I don't know why I'm just not that excited. Uh well, Project Eve looks fantastic, but the main protagonist is a female who has whose boob physics don't make sense. Uh like literally it's the most distracting thing in the trailer. Where she takes a step and everything's just jiggling uh, for no reason. And they're jiggling like left and right. They're not even jiggling. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah. It, it, it looks cool. It, like it's action beat em up like Devil May Cry, Bayonetta. Uh, yeah. It looks really neat. Um, I no. just kind of wish it was. Uh, <laughs> He's, you've got the trailer up right now. Yeah. And, and and oh my God. Those, uh, yeah. those physics are really weird. Yep. Uh, they're funny. Uh, okay, let's go into another showcase. Oh, which... uh, one quick thing on God of War Ragnarok. Uh, yeah, watched it. I watched the trailer. Mm-hmm. It to me feels a lot like God of War three, where that kind of just felt like one big set piece after another. Um, oh yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, the moment they yeah. said that this was going to not be a trilogy but just a yeah. duology, uh, it, it kind of felt like you. That's what they had to do. And, and, and like while the spectacle of God of War three was great, uh, like the first time through, like it doesn't, it didn't leave as big of a lasting impression as one and two for me. Or, um, or and and one of the beautiful things about the God of War um, release, what what, what was that twenty? Was that twenty sixteen? When was God of War? Um. Anyway. Question. Yeah. Of uh, that release. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Okay. That release is that like. It wasn't huge set piece after huge set piece. There was moments of quiet. There was yeah. like time for things to sink in, and and so yeah. I, I mean, listen, trailers are made to do that, right? They're like, yeah. that's what they're trying to get across. That doesn't mean that that's actually what it's it's going to be. But I agree with you that it does feel like that is the route it's going. They're going, and uh, based on. Based on what they did in that first game and the amount of story they told in that first game, it feels like they're trying to tell six times that amount of story, right? In in yep. this in this next game. But obviously it's gonna be in the same amount of time. So I I, I think it's it, it'll be interesting. I, I am curious. Uh, uh, like I I'm not one of the biggest fans of the God of War 2018, like, I think it, it's a great game. 
I just don't think it's a masterpiece. Like I, I had, I have qualms with the combat, with mm-hmm. that, and it, like I feel like that's not going to change in Ragnarok. But like the story was intriguing, the journey was great, the characters mm-hmm. and the writing were stellar. Um, but uh, so I'm, I'm in for it. I, I'm going in with the open mind. I might actually replay that first one. I mean, that, like, that that first one is like one of my. It is one of my favorite games from that generation. If it's not mm-hmm. my favorite yeah. game from from that from the from Sony, I should say. Um, yeah. And uh, I I think I enjoyed the combat quite a bit. I think my only issues were anytime I had to I, I fought a Valkyrie, but that's not. I think that's just balancing issues. I did not find those encounters fun. Um, anyway, so moving on, RGG Studio the makers of the Yakuza franchise are also had their own live stream and showcase of sorts. And they announced how many? 32 <laughs> Yakuza games. How many? No, uh, th- three, three, titles. three, three. Yeah. Yes. Um, so are they just moving away from the Yakuza name in, in uh, as so, a whole? So Yakuza was a Western name for the series. Like a dragon is actually the, proper translation oh okay yeah so like a dragon is the actual translation for that so they're actually just bringing it back to what it should have been like it's kind of just kind of think of it like dragon quest and dragon warrior Um, yeah yeah gotcha uh so they have announced three games so one was announced in the playstation showcase uh like a dragon ishin um which is like the samurai uh kind of spin-off they did uh in from 2014 remaking it from what it seems like the ground up in terms of like the CGI cutscenes, the game looks phenomenal. It looks great. Uh, it's the first time it'll be available in English in the West. Uh, the second uh, big announcement was Like a Dragon 8, the sequel to uh, 7, uh, which will be the next mainline game in the uh, Yakuza series. And it will feature both uh, Kiryu, the original protagonist from 0 to 6, uh, alongside Ichiban from Like a Dragon uh, 7. Uh, in this case, uh, which is great. Uh, Kiryu's got a new look, uh, new hairstyle, uh, and along with that, they've also announced a spin-off game for 2023, uh, like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, which follows Kiryu's, um, like what was going on with Kiryu during Like a Dragon, uh, Yakuza 7. Uh, I- uh, because he was like, he-, he pops up in that game, but like he's in the background for most of it. Of uh, all the of all the games that were announced, this is the one I'm most likely to play because they say that this one is going to be about half the size of a mainline title, like a twenty and, hour game. Yeah, and it it will be uh, easy to play, not too long, not too heavy, and I I'm in. Let's do it. And, and like, uh, yeah, and I wanted to stress that because when I was thinking about like Assassin's Creed and the discussion we were having earlier, when I heard this news about uh, Gaiden. I was like, this is what I want from Assassin's Creed. A 20-hour thing. Keep it simple. Doesn't need to be crazy. And, like, they announced, like, a Dragon 8 for 2024. And that's a long way off. I really wish to have seen it in 2023. But if I get a spinoff game and then a shorter, you know, while it is a spinoff, it's still mainline because of the characters, that's great. Like, it's a small chunk that I can live with. Um, and it makes me very happy. Uh, it does mean that I need to go back and play zero through six now um, because I really want to know Kiryu's journey because I, I kind of thought they were moving away from him. So that's the only thing that kind of left a little bit open. Um, like a Dragon 8 will have role-playing gameplay system similar to 7. 
Entertainment and Gaiden will be action adventure game, um, like I think the previous Yakuza has mentioned. Uh, alongside this, they also announced Judgment and Lost Judgment are now available on Steam and PC uh, for the first time. So, uh, for those interested uh, in playing those that didn't have a console, now's your chance. All right, next bit of news we got Phantom Liberty is the only planned expansion for Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, the long-awaited fran- uh, expansion is. They actually say when it's going to be released. Um, oh, okay. So it's set to be released in uh, 2023, but they did state that as of right now, it is the only planned expansion. They came out and stated a little bit later that you know that they that. They believe that Cyberpunk 2077 is a new franchise for them. It is. They are going to be re- releasing more content in that franchise, whether it be, you know, future games and stuff like that. Um, and so I for me, the idea of like people being upset that there's only one expansion coming. And I understand The Witcher 3 had two DLC expansions in Hearthstone and Blood of Wine. Um, but like that's that's fine you know like i don't I, yeah like okay what? i yeah, i don't under, i don't understand it was weird i don't understand what the big deal is that that's the only one uh that is is confirmed and it's only for next gen consoles and pc yes as well yeah uh, which is i think the right move because cyberpunk should not have released on last gen uh consoles at all agreed uh, uh, yeah. uh i'm excited um you know, even though I played Cyberpunk at launch, I had a decent time uh, mm-hmm. with it. Like, I enjoyed it. Like, yeah, there were definitely problems. And I think those have been, a lot of that stuff has been patched. I don't know if it will fix the core issues, but I will definitely be there day one for Phantom Liberty. There is also a new update for Cyberpunk 2077. It's not here in this article. Oh, excuse me. Ooh. Sorry about that. Um, that introduces uh, cross-progression and cloud saves and so oh. yeah and so uh i believe that's available now i am actually was thinking about booting it up on my pc making sure that i have that those saves kind of up there and then signing I, it on my console and, and, and continuing it there i don't remember if my save backed up to the cloud before i deleted it after finishing the game and now i'm stressing <laughs> fuck all right a, i did uh, a lot too shit <laughs> okay so that's we problem. we also it looks like according to uh the leaked details of our watch 2's battle pass it looks like they are going to be tying new heroes into the battle pass now prior in overwatch one heroes came out and were available for everyone but the leaked details show that it is available uh that People who purchase with the Season 1 Premium Battle Pass, you can unlock over 80 tiers of rewards, including Mythical Cyber Demon Genji, Legendary Hinotori Kiriko, and Kiriko is the new uh, hero, and more. In addition, as a Season 1 Premium Battle Pass owner, you will automatically receive access to Overwatch's latest hero, Kiriko. Now, they did come out and say later, it was Blizzard's VP, that uh, the leaked information about the Battle Pass was incomplete. We'll be sharing all details ahead of launch, but want to confirm that new Overwatch 2 heroes will be available on the free track of the Battle Pass. 
I assume that what they'll do is that uh, you could unlock it for free. Obviously, people who pay for it will get the quicker unlock. And then I have to imagine that after that season is done, after that, that pedal pass is done, that the character is just available, right? Yeah. That it's like an early unlock through the battle pass. Uh, it's kind because of the, ba a, the balance of the game is like being able to have these heroes. Yes, um, right. Uh, to counter and play against certain yeah um, movesets, and if there's I mean, a meta around that character, that just makes them a bit more difficult. But like I mean, Apex, like but this is free to play at the end of the day, right? Yes. So it's like Apex. Yes. Apex has character to charge for, so I'm not the, really sure what the backlash is here. Yes. The only reason, and granted, if you play enough Apex, you can unlock the characters right away through the in-game currency. Yeah. Um, and I've played enough Apex that I can unlock the next 10 characters, even if I never played again. Uh, but I understand that the only reason there is outrage is because this is a sequel, regardless of the fact that it's free to play now and it wasn't in the past. This is a sequel to a game where they didn't do this. Yeah. Right. And so players and fans of the games are used to getting it a certain way. And that's not how they're doing it going forward. And I, I get it. Uh, it's it, but it's not a it's not a big deal. Yeah, honestly, just, I, I think I think if you're gonna change how I mean, like, do you want loot boxes back? <laughs> I know, I know. You know, it's, it's yeah. It, I I I don't see this as a big deal. I mean, I think like you said, uh, it, it, it's it's the new economy of how yeah. these game how like I mean that's how Valorant work. That's how yeah. Valorant does it. Like it, this is this is how this is done. Yeah. All right. Now for the biggest news of the week. Uh, the first cards for Lorcana, Disney's answer to Magic the Gathering, were revealed, and they are awesome. God, this art is so good, man. Okay, uh, so uh, I, I just want to touch base on, like, so you mentioned yesterday uh, when we were streaming Gloomhaven uh, about uh, this card game and, like, how you're looking forward to it. And so I did a quick Google search, and I came across this article, and then I was like, oh, they gave D23 cards seven of them so yes. i went to ebay yes so did i three thousand dollars for a 50 card 50 dollar set of cards yes and Correct. they're gonna be worth something one day so it's 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 a smart no. investment right no it's not <laughs> it's not at all these cards are also going to be available in the starter in the in the first series when they're they're released they just won't have the d23 expo insignia That's at where the bottom the money is i though, i get that i get that i am not going to be collecting these chasing the the money mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. just i mean i'm not doing that now uh i i just i am down to like again i'm down to play this game and i'm down to collect the hollows and the rares and stuff like that because the art is so good like if the art wasn't as good as it is i don't know if i would be half as interested uh okay. I, I i also find it interesting that this is ravensburger and this is their first uh and, and Prospero Hall, and this is like their first time doing a, a, a CCG like this. I think they're calling it an LCG in, in their official uh, living card game. Uh, but I uh, I really like Ravensburger stuff. Uh, I like the Villainous series of games. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited because these guys actually like will care about gameplay. And they talked about it that they want it to be fun to play and competitive and it is not just a like you know look how big pokemon is let's get people to collect these right like they do care about the game i hope this mickey uh, is so nice 
and oh it's so it's so good did they did they say this this art is just for the d23 one or because they said this card uh what was it no my my understanding is that uh yeah yeah the mickey okay. card being given out at d23 will also be included in the first set okay. next year all seven cards will be in the first set and uh, that's listen that card alone has me sold on on, on this game and these cards it's like so, it's so nice i i am very very excited for this i i sent a message to the group chat i told you one of our buddies taylor who you know has been on the stream has been on the podcast before uh he is the one who is like really into magic the gathering he's got his group of friends who are really into him and collect a whole bunch of cards i didn't realize and, he was into magic oh yeah and i sent him a message and it was like f uh mtg let's just get hardcore into disney lorcana when it comes out and uh a bunch of the guys started chiming in like yo i'm in like let's do this and i was like listen i'm even down to like have discord video calls where we open up packs together like as a group and stuff like that and is this gonna be me setting up a stream of like six is, guys yes, on discord yep. opening packs one by one yep grown men with families <laughs> open up these packs and uh and then taylor finally responded and he was like first off hit some respect on magic's name <laughs> second off yeah i'm 100 percent in let's do this and so I am, I am very, very excited. I am so jealous. Part of me is like, I should have found a way to go to D23, man. I know, right? Um, I was saying that to uh, Maliha earlier. Yep. Uh, I was like, man, we need to go. Now, oh well, yeah, now we got to go next year because we're going to need whatever set they release there. Yep. Uh, okay, uh, next bit of news. The Sims 4 is going free to play. And Max says it would support the game for the foreseeable future. I think this is a cool move. I think it's funny because... I couldn't see how a game like this can necessarily go free to play, but then I think about the fact that like, oh, Destiny is free to play, and not for nothing, but Destiny's content release model is kind of similar to the Sims release model. Yeah. And so, except I think the Sims release content way more often. Yeah, and they have, like so, expansion packs and bundles. Yep, they, yep. It's all they. they have, I mean, different tiers of like what right, these expansions it, are. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, no, it makes uh, it makes a, a ton of sense. I'm curious as to what that base game is going to be. Uh, like that that pure free experience but uh no i think this is, i think this is a cool move um they man they are interesting maxes as a whole and, and the sims in general they they are they might be the most inclusive like franchise out there right um it's cool. I don't know. It's cool. I, I, I used to be into The Sims actually when I was much younger and part of me is like, maybe I uh, I don't know, maybe I'll give it a shot again. Can I just point something out? Um, yeah. I think we've said TCG so much uh, um, and you know, the internet's always listening that the ad is literally for Pokemon Card TCG. Oh, it is. Oh my god. Um, oh my god, that's wild. It's all. It's for me as well. Yeah. And those who are uh, looking at it. Ugh. All right. Xbox Series 2 Elite uh Xbox Elite Series 2 controller now comes in white starting at uh 129.99. So this That's is in wrong title. <laughs> so this is this is right. Correct. Because Okay. This is just the Xbox Elite wireless controller, the Series 2. This is in white, but it is they're calling it Xbox Elite Wireless Controller Series 2 Core. 
And the yes. reason for that is, is it does not have any of those extra attachments. It is just the controller with the thumbsticks it comes with, with the trigger stops. Don't get me wrong. The trigger stops are there. You can uh, program the controller and have different profiles on there. It has the better of the D pads, in my opinion, in that kind of like a uh, convex uh, circle D pad that's there, but it does not have the back paddles. Uh, it does not have the interchangeable thumbsticks. It does, however, have the tool so that you can adjust the tension in the thumbsticks, which is arguably, you know, more important than the back paddles, in my opinion. Uh, like th th this shows the changeable thumbsticks. Yes, that's because it also shows the, the 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 back paddles. If you look closely, it's because they also are releasing the uh, the ac accessory pack that comes with all that stuff for $50. So Got the complete it. component pack excels for actually $60. So that kind of makes up the difference between actually it makes it more expensive than uh, the normal black, all black elite controller. Now, the thing that's more interesting to me than this, I mean, don't get me wrong, that white controller looks nice, but without all the extra accessories like the, the paddles and the, uh, and the different thumbsticks, like it for me, it's it's not necessarily worth it, right? Because yeah. of the way I've been playing with the Elite controller and what I like, like I'm a weirdo. I I like I use the paddles. I almost never touch the face buttons on that thing, and I like a longer right stick, uh, um, and 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 so I I I, I tweak it constantly. It doesn't work for me. If you are looking just for like a a a premium controller that feels nice, that does have the profiles that you can adjust the tension and has the trigger stops, then this is a good alternative if you're not necessarily interested in the back pedals. Um, the thing that's more interesting to me, however, is that they announced finally that the Xbox Elite Series 2 controllers are coming to the Xbox Design Lab. And oh, so, I missed yes, that. Yes. And so, and so as somebody who already has all the components, because I have a black one, I could be convinced to get in that Design Lab and you know pump out another one. Also, it gives you the option now to go into that design lab, create one, and then just buy the compo complete components pack separately if you'd like. Um, but I mean, I I think uh, I think I'm also ready, however, for them to release a like series three of these, mm -hmm. and so we'll see. I think it'll probably be another year or two before that uh, happens. Well, it's it's even change besides reliability. It's it's already a fantastic right, controller. Right, that's the problem. Yeah, uh, I actually think I mean between this and the regular like series controllers, uh, I think they've oh, the share done button. an absolutely yeah. fantastic job. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Um. All right. Next bit of news: new Xbox user interface and the home screen in twenty twenty three. Uh, it looks like it's getting closer to the leaked images of this. That, that they showed off and it's, it's going to random group members of xbox insiders uh which i am one of them but i did not i am not one of the ones that got selected for this uh it it looks like it is just a a cleaner it's almost it's a hybrid of what they have now and kind of what playstation 5 is is doing on their end except the tiles are much bigger here than they do on the playstation 5 with their with their row and it has absolutely like the essentials on here 
the, what they've shown on the screenshots that we've seen so far on the Xbox Wire and stuff like that, this is how I want mine to look because this is everything I go to when I turn on that Xbox, right? Yeah. I look at the games I've played recently, and here you have the six you have six games in a row. My games and apps front and center where it should be, not hidden in the the guide button. I actually the the current home screen allows you to pin stuff there. I have my games and apps pinned there. I have the Microsoft Store pinned there. I have Game Pass pinned there. Like I have all that stuff on the home screen because that's where I want it. And now they're doing all that for me. They also, it looks like, are are going heavy on highlighting Xbox Game Pass, which they, which I think they should. But the recently added to Game Pass feature is the best, is the best part of the Game Pass screen, and it's the first thing I look for when I go in there. Uh, I think this looks awesome. I just all all I I want is that, besides making it uh, easier to use, uh, it it also has to be fast, like. Yeah. As long as it's fast, then then I am so in uh, on this. Well, in that second sentence, they say we're focused on making it faster and easier. And I think it's already yep. fast. Yep. So, yep. Um, that, that's impressive. All right. Well, sticking with Xbox news, Halo boss Bonnie Ross is stepping down as head of 343 Industries. Um, she announced, while I had hoped to stay with Halo until we released the winter update, I am letting you know I will be leaving 343 and attending to a family medical issue. I am incredibly proud of the work everyone at 343 Industries has done with Halo Infinite, the Master Chief Collection, the Halo Tevers series, and so much more. It has been an honor to serve alongside the team for the last 15 years and to be a part of the universe that I love. Um, I hope everything's okay. You never want to hear about yeah. people leaving due to family medical issues. Uh, it is kind of crazy because Bonnie Ross has been like synonymous with 343 Industries for as long as I can remember. Um, obviously, I mean, she's a co-founder, right? Yeah. Um, and she's always kind of like been front and center when it comes to talking about uh, Halo and, and what's next in the franchise. And um, she also was like uh, a big voice when they were talking about the Halo TV series, which, I, I, you know, I ended up being, I am a fan of and I enjoy, even though it's very different. Um, and so I think that... Uh, I think I think it's also one of those things where like as the internet tends to do is that clearly by her coming out and saying like not even just saying that like I'm leaving for personal reasons but saying that like I'm leaving because of family medical issue yeah. um that's like we just take she, that we we just need to take that at face value and and that's what it is you know yeah. I think I think people are out there seeing that like you know, a, a bunch of people have, there's been shakeups at that studio and the struggles that Halo Infinite is, it has been having as far as releasing new content to stay fresh. Um, I think people are reading into this more than, or initially were reading into this more than they probably should. I, I yeah. just hope that whatever it is, isn't, isn't too, too serious. And, uh, and, and I, you know what, like people can say what they want, but like I've been, I enjoyed Halo 4. I enjoyed yeah. Halo Five more. I enjoyed the the multiplayer than I than than maybe the campaign necessarily. I enjoyed the Master Chief Collection once that was actually working. I I mean we made Halo Infinite our game of the year last year. It's not game of twenty twenty two. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, like they didn't get the live service portion of it right. right. But like as a launch product, it was yep. amazing. Yep. And so uh, you know, I I wish the best for her. I hope everything's okay and whatever she does in the future. Yeah. Um, next bit of news: September updates for the Xbox app on PC. This is awesome. Yeah. I mean, like, 
<laughs> I tried to find this when I went in today. So did I. Updated, and I did not see it, and I got a little bit upset. But so, I was also looking at like super dogs or super pets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so did yeah. I. We did. Oh, it was so funny. We did like the exact same thing. Um. Uh. No, they are adding. So they there's a bunch of updates that are are are, are coming to the Xbox app. Uh, the one that I think is the one that we are talking about about being hyped is that how long to beat has partnered with them and there's now how long to be integration uh it even lets you go into view details to support your own times and manage your library games and and and, and kind of just like help other people um figure out how long these games are, are going to take to be to, to be i love how long to be how long to be has become like part of the ritual for me when i am looking at games and thinking about games to play is yep. i i i see a game i like i that i'm interested in i check out how long to be and then I decide from there, like, all right, let's go, or you know, maybe not. Yeah. And uh, they I, also, I, I think the cool thing uh, with the integration is like you can also share it back to how long to beat, which is yeah, just like yeah. it helps improve the data. And like, exactly. it's like it's not like oh, how long was it actually? It's like no, it's built in uh, right yeah. into the app. Um, they also said that there's faster app launch and improved app performance. I I actually think that the app is uh. I think the app runs really, really well for me for the most part, but I, I do think that it, it launches kind of slow. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, no, I, I know it's so silly. It's such a little thing that like I think most people wouldn't even care about the how long to beat stuff. But once you start using it and seeing that, you start to realize like just how useful of a tool that is. And I think that's awesome. Uh, speaking of updates, PS5 gets folder and support for 1440p. Uh, that new system software is officially out. Uh, it released, I think, in the the between time where we didn't host the podcast. Yeah, um, I, I I put this in here because I was like, this, this is worth mentioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, no, that that's cool. Again, this is one of those things where like I I am not a folders guy. Yeah. Uh, I I actually think folders are trash and and folders on people's phones are trash. But uh, to each their own. And I. But I do think that like the 1440p stuff, like that's how I, uh, when I stream, that's how, that's the resolution I output to on my monitor, you know? And I actually got the, my capture card, I got it specifically so that I could do 1440p. And so it's nice that now I can have the, um, the, the PS5 in here and, and do some stuff on stream with that. All right, last bit of news. We talked about it. Earlier today, uh, Bilal has been playing Splatoon 3. It is already dominating in Japan. I mean, it is absolutely huge. Uh, according to a press release, the third installment of the popular Splatoon franchise has sold over 3.45 million units over a three-day period in Japan alone, making it the biggest Japanese launch ever for a Nintendo game. Just think about that. No, no not just for a Nintendo game. I think for Right, any and game? so, and reportedly, the biggest Japanese launch for any platform ever. Yeah. Um, Mind-boggling. Like, mm -hmm. I can't think of a single friend that bought, no, race bought Splatoon. That's family, though. Yeah. But, like, it's, <laughs> it, like, I don't know what is going on in Japan with Splatoon. Oh, but... are, you, are you kidding me? This game, like, I mean, I, I it's, listen. It's I high piece culture, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. It oozes style, right? Yeah. It's like not. It doesn't take itself serious. It's like neon colors. It's bright. It's colorful. It's happy. It's 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 cool. I'm, I'm sorry. Like Splatoon is cool. 
at the end yeah, of the day, like you, you sit there, you play that game, and you're like, it, it's kind of like in the same way, although different style, that like the Persona franchise, especially Persona Five in particular, that yeah. game is cool. You know, yes. uh, all the Persona Four and Five, both yes, cool. yep. And so that's what it is, man. It just it's. I think I I think that I'm a I, I am a little bit so surprised, uh, but at the same time, it makes sense to me. You know. And so no that 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 is is awesome. I'm excited. Like I said, I really do think that it's outside and uh in my mailbox and that I'll be playing some of that tomorrow. Uh and maybe I'll maybe I'll get on on stream tomorrow. Maybe we can or or Friday and we can play together and figure and do a little bit even if it's just a short one. I owe my wife television tomorrow. No, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean TV is back. It's um, it's crazy. I, I am like just yeah. catching up. Like we finally finished uh stranger things we finally sat down and watched the the last two episodes you know the so now 18 you can hour, watch the 18 hours all the, other, all the uh, other shows yeah and so that's what it is so we we caught up on we finished that and then uh, a couple days later we we finished all of miss marvel we finished the rest of miss marvel we still had i mean that that's a shorter season yeah um but we finished that i loved it mm-hmm. i mean i listen i so you're saying you're saying ng's a racist is what i was saying. i was <laughs> I was already coming into Miss Marvel uh, with a predisposition of loving that character as a whole. I love that actress. I love the visuals in that show. I think her final outfit is like, mwah, chef's yeah. kiss. Like, I was getting like teary eyed in that last episode and, and, and the episode before. It, it's one of the things I love about the, the Marvel stuff is that like every single one of those shows is a different genre. Same thing with the movies, right? Is that like yeah. we you you had you know WandaVision is so different than Falcon and Winter Soldier is so different than Hawkeye and now you have this like this is the 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 true like and and a lot of these like Hawkeye in particular these are just replacements for uh for origin movies right yeah that's what they've become and this is our like coming of age you know series and. Uh, even though it does take place over like a one month span or whatever it is, I also um, I also love how that series ends with like this little tease. Yeah, like, for for the Marvels. Look, yeah. yeah, no, not nine. The Marvels, the the other reveal. Oh, 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 oh! oh I know oh, what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that little like jingle. Yeah. Like I had to turn to Monica and go, "This is what this this is what this is." I did that thing. Yeah. That that everybody loves. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, I am I am. I, I love that man. Uh, I'm excited to get back to She-Hulk, and then there's, which is oh, Cobra Kai just came out. Yeah, we and, watched the first episode of oh, that. Yeah. And so, but I still need to watch the boys. Like, there's so much catching up I need to do. <laughs> and the problem is, is that me and my wife watch all these together. Yeah. Um. The good thing is, is that I finally have Hulu without commercials again, so I can catch up on anime on my own. Yeah. Um. No, it's uh, yeah, like we got Handmaid's Tale. The patient from FX is really great. Uh, highly recommend that one. Uh, if you guys are like into a psychological thriller, um, I, I just one quick random side story. Uh, yeah. Grand Turismo will star David Harbour. Nah, I don't know. I'm probably butchering his last name. The Stranger Things cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as uh, the mentor character to the film's teenage protagonist. Um, I mean, cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I like him. He was awesome yeah. in Black Widow, right? As the what, Red Guardian. Yeah, and he's uh, coming back in the Thunderbolts as well. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I'm 100% fine with that. I mean, I'm not 100% in on 
<laughs> Gran Turismo as a as a as a movie, but uh, I like David. Yeah. Um, and that wraps up the news, and that wraps up this week's podcast. Uh, Bilal, why don't you let everybody know where they can follow you and find you? Okay, uh, you guys can follow the website, theworkprint.com. At the website, dorkprint.com, we have many, many great articles going up. Uh, Resident Evil, no, no, not Resident Evil, Resident Alien review just dropped as uh, I'm saying this uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, Josh has been doing uh, episodic reviews that go up right after airing. Uh, Christian just attended the premiere of Peacock's Hell of a Cruise documentary, which uh, chronicles uh, the Diamond Princess uh, cruise ship. Uh, that was stranded in Japan uh, where the first cases of COVID uh, outbreak happened. Uh, gave it a 4.5 out of 5 stars. So definitely check that out. I do work for Peacock. So uh, I'll, I'll just say that. But this is coming from Christian who says, uh, uh, and it's his opinion. Um, you got a lot of great Marvel articles. House of the Dragon weekly reviews from Victor and Josh. Uh, great Marvel news. Uh, Star Trek Lower Deck reviews from Mary. Uh, Victor has been doing She-Hulk reviews as well. Uh, we had a bunch of Star Trek um, articles go up for the, the anniversary or Star Trek Day. Uh, so all Paramount Plus Star Trek shows ranked, um, as well as uh, the culmination of what we do in the Shadows season four finale review. Uh, so if you're a fan of the show or want to just catch up on what the site's thoughts were, definitely check those out. We've also got Atlanta starting up tomorrow and i think uh other rob is covering that um and if you if you're subscribed to the podcast feed you'll see that other rob and norton are doing uh kevin can f himself season two podcast uh covering can, that second season can we get other rob on here for a show so that I, he can I, he, he can hear us call him other rob I, I tell i told him that when he had a team call uh a while back uh-huh. uh He's like he's like as long as when I'm on, he's on the rob. <laughs> so no shot. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot going on on the site. A lot of exciting stuff. Uh, we got Comic Con coming up, so we'll have a lot more news and coverage, uh, coming there as well. Uh, yeah, and then social medias, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. Look up the work print. Uh. For, if you want to follow me, uh, Twitter, at Bilal underscore Mian, B-I-L-A-L underscore M-I-A-N. And you can follow me on Twitch on Night, at Night Mystic. Um, we've been playing a lot of Destiny 2. I really wanted to stream a raid with these guys um, now that we know what we're doing. <laughs> uh, and We'll bang our heads against the wall. It might go a bit more smoother. Uh, Rob, how about you? Yeah, you can follow me at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0 across pretty much all social media. Uh, maybe even TikTok in the near future where I will be posting uh, card pack openings and doing my TikTok voice for everybody. Uh, I'm seriously thinking about just, just doing it. And like I said, make sure that you have notifications on for... Uh, this Twitch channel because I think going forward that this is going to be part of the the show is that I'll open up kind of hang out for a little bit and then open up a pack or two before getting into any games and maybe opening up some packs in between games. I don't know. We'll see. Can, uh, can you look at this ad that you've now forced on me? Disney yeah. villain Funko Pops. <laughs> hey, listen, man. 
just embrace it. Isn't that scary? Like how quickly those ads pop up. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Thank you, Bilal, so much for for taking time out of your day and, and hanging out and uh, and dealing with me being distracted by all these cards on my desk in front of me. I don't know, man. I I love that. I think that was the best pre show. I might actually clip that out as its own separate thing. I'm telling you, uh, we should we should just do that. We should just clip them out, and then yeah, you should you you know you or me can throw them up on either uh, our, our personal <laughs> or, or or I mean, if does it work for it? Have a TikTok? We don't. But if you want to create one, go ahead. Yeah, it's just if I create one, it's just gonna be card pack openings. That's 100 percent um, fine. Um, <laughs> uh there i i need to clip it there was a fantastic moment from tuesday's uh, tuesday night's gloomhaven stream uh where ergen literally critical misses against the door and it was um it, it's amazing i will clip it i'll probably share it out on the instagram uh feed as well uh, yeah, yeah I, it, I, it, I, it, was, it was a moment not to miss <laughs> uh and uh yeah thank you those who came and hung out with us during the live stream thank you for those who listen after the fact uh i always say the best way you can support us is to give us your money no uh is to <laughs> go ahead and let other people know uh and come hang out whenever you can right like i think the pre-shows are a lot more fun when we have people in the chat we had like a, a good amount of people <laughs> in the pre-show today for the the booster pack opening and uh and yeah uh come hang out Bola, until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.